OTB AM. The way in which Chelsea phrased it was bizarre. It's like, we're going to get rid of him, but he's going to really, really help us. Potter seems like a nice guy, and maybe that was his downfall in the end. OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave, or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. All right, you're very welcome along. It is Thursday morning of Holy Week. We forgot yesterday was the day that uh, Judas kissed Jesus and the uh, betrayal happened. Oh, where are you going with this? I actually don't know. <laughs> you can you can fill in the rest of that story yourselves out there if you want. Yeah. No, nothing bad came of that anyway, did it? No, in the no, end, you know? No, not at all. 2,000 years of people killing each other in uh, the name of righteousness. And that's why we have sport, folks. It's war without the bullets. I wonder did George Orwell actually mean that or was he actually taking the piss a little bit? Was there like a deep-seated sense of irony? He was like, here, I'm going to write this thing and everybody over here is going to lose their shit ever. Mm. Like, I think so. Or, you know. Because Jesus rose again on the Sunday, so allegedly, and uh, Rory could rise again. Is that we're trying to find a sporting uh, link here? When, no, when is I mean, next major? Bernard Langer, Bernard Langer, when he won, was like, uh, so he won his second one. I was actually, I, I would fell down a Bernard Langer YouTube wormhole yesterday as he talked about his personal relationship with Jesus and basically he won the Masters as a 27 year old and he was married to a beautiful woman and the camera pans to his wife who's there beside him nodding and I don't think she actually speaks in the five minutes that I watched but it's like a piece of camera from 2001 where he's talking about how he met Jesus I'm like oh this is interesting I'm going to and uh, so he was world number one golfer 27 was a millionaire and obviously he just won the Masters and um, somebody invited him to Bible study and I can't even remember it was John 3.3 3, if there's anybody in the comments who's a good biblical scholar I suspect there might not be at this hour of the morning but if there is then you can tell us what that Bible something about knowing Jesus oh it, it was like um, you need to you need to you, need, you must be born again basically was it you were born once and then you must be born again into it. and this was the moment where the penny dropped for him to the point where when he wins and he's in the butler cabin afterwards putting on the green jacket he's breaking down in tears because it's Easter Sunday Jeez. I remember so this is obviously this is obviously his second victory which a master's historian slash somebody with Google in front of them might be able to tell us the year there quickly okay Google when did Bernard Langer win his second sometime in the 80s right later um, was it even was it the 90s there's a big gap anyway um, I just remember thinking this is mad like he he genuinely felt like Jesus had guided him through it's, it's pretty good that you can call on your own personal Jesus to win golf tournaments it's handy as it turns out yeah, not yeah. bad you won in 85 and 93 so the 93 if you check back he's totally emotional because it's Easter Sunday then he brought it up again it's like yeah Easter Sunday so there's I mean I don't know I think that there's like the, that Bible group in the Masters they're the ones you want to put your money on this week because they all feel like they've been chosen the, the, the Easter's got to do with the cycle of the moon isn't it mm-hmm. isn't everybody is everybody mm-hmm. is there always a full moon in Easter is that what it is I don't know no, I, I doubt it I, I stopped paying attention to all the um the rationale behind all this stuff a long time ago and so you know if you again the, the, the Bible students slash lunar experts they can't all be chosen though that's the thing so there's well they all think they are yeah, that's, that's the bit They'll and if you're not it's it like you know one of my buddies was so it was close yeah 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 the, the Passover thing just passed over me and landed on them that's a lesson it's a learning lesson if they don't win mixing a few stories here together unfortunately yeah Jesus morning 
How are you, Colm? <laughs> Colm's here. Shane is here. If you want to get in touch, uh, <laughs> you can leave a comment in the YouTube stream, but you've got to be signed in and you have to be subscribed to our channel, youtube.com forward slash off the ball. The first time a Bible refer- verse has been referenced? First on the show. Uh, I don't think so. Journey, no. For sure. You never know. Come here. Last night was just a, a humble Wednesday, right? I think we can all agree on that. Humble. Seismic news. David Moyes on the brink at West Ham for the second time. Manchester United beat Brentford when Brentford showed far too much respect to United. Frank Lampard mm. is going to come back for the second time as well. And all that side, last night in the sporting world, football particularly, was a tale of two hat-tricks. One from Karim Benzema in El Clasico as Real Madrid hammered Barcelona. And two was to my left here. Shane Hannon. Mm. Talk us through your hat-trick Last night. And also, sorry, I need to put this in the headline because it will bury the lead. Stripped of the captaincy, mm. scored a hat-trick. Oh, punish Shane, please. So, yeah, why always me? I should have had a t-shirt, why always me, when I scored the third. Didn't. Um, so the, the stripped of the captaincy thing was a misunderstanding. So, uh, I, as I usually do before the, before the match. Threw on the number seven jersey. Threw on the armband. Got ready to lead the team out. And then I hear the uh, the, the manager, Deezer, called out. Um, said, Jimmy Trainer, you're the captain. So walking out, I'm pissed off. I'm like, there you, there you go there's the armband um, and I said I'm not going to say anything until after the match I'm going to be a leader and not, not bring this up not make an issue until after the match um, turns out after the match the manager had forgotten that I was there and uh, had forgotten that I was there to, to take the armband as I usually do um, but as Michael Jordan said I took that personally and um, yeah it led to an onslaught of goals in a 5-2 win in the cup quarter final right so he's so going to do this again if it, if it worked once Shane it's going to work again yeah well I came home from Dublin yesterday and, and uh, after work and visualised that I actually came in to the house to my brother and I said I was tired after a long day at work driving up, and up from uh, Dublin and I said I'm either going to play crap uh, just before I went out to the match I'm either going to play crap today mm. or I'm going to score a hat-trick the lack and, uh, of thinking time available to you did it actually benefit you ultimately? 100%. The, my last hat trick I spent the night before in the nightclub. How many hat tricks have you scored? I've scored a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware that there was actual sport last night that we'll get to, but I am interested. Uh, your three goals. Mm. What, what kind of goals do you uh, score? Diagonal or? run off the last defender, in ball in behind. The first two were quite similar. Nice little finishes past the goalkeeper. Third one was one of my striking teammates, Paul Smith, who used to play in the League of Ireland. To a decent sure, degree. Sure. Took a shot back out to me, took a touch and rifled past the keeper. Look, it's a team sport, lads. But I mean, I visualise it. Like Rory McIlroy visualising getting the green jacket off Scotty Scheffler in the butler's cabin. I visualised the hat-trick last night. Very good. Made it happen, so. Um, You're a a, a big man, good touch, number nine? Yeah, number nine. I was kind of of playing on the wide of the front three last night. Which kind of works for me. You can can almost teleport those little runs in behind. I watched the, the offside trap as well. When I found out you played football and played football to a, a good level, ah, well, convinced, decent. convinced you were a midfielder. Really? You've centre mid written all over you. I've played centre mid before. I have played centre mid before. The, now, leg, the legs are going. Having completed going, yeah. one hat trick and seen the other, mm. who did it better? Ah, well, Shane Hannon or Karim Benzema? Benzema was playing Barcelona. I was playing. No, Kim, no, but Kim the Kim actual Kim. goals. But the actual goals. Oh, mine, obviously. Modesty is modest. Striker, you're not a striker if you're if you're too modest. If anyone out there has some sort of footage of any of these goals, I'd love to see it because Shane has complete carte blanche to do what he wants here in the description of these goals. Yeah, he could be saying anything he wants. I would love to know which is better. Should have said halfway line. Who are we playing? Sorry, just to give them a shout out. Killy Law, a good team as well. It was two two with six minutes to play. Oh, nice. So we, we, I scored the first two goals, two nil up. Then they got back to two one for half time. We uh, we conceded then with six minutes left, two two. You're thinking this is going extra time. 
but we uh, we managed to pull away. Sounds like a good episode of Dream Team. Good game. Not great that your manager didn't spot you in the changing room beforehand. <laughs> just just didn't unless think about he it, did yeah. and was like, I know what I'm going to do. He needs a bit of a boot up the hole. So, well, it worked. Uh, right, we do have a pair of tickets to give away to the uh, Heineken Champions Cup quarter final at the Aviva on Good Friday, which is obviously tomorrow. Uh, Leinster against Leicester the best live comments will win two tickets now you've got to be able to go to the game and you have to be able to get in touch with us afterwards um, for us to be able to email you the tickets uh, so um, if you want to go to Leinster Leicester tomorrow night in the Aviva the best live comments as picked by Shane yes it'll have to be nice to be in the comments this yeah. morning because I'm picking Just it something yeah. that basically makes Shane smile at least hopefully laugh yeah. would be great laugh would be fantastic uh, and also make sure you're on Twitter and have your Twitter DMs open so that we can contact you that's crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So you, you mentioned, I'm going to just go run through some of these headlines on the back pages of the tabloids. It does look like, so uh, West Ham were 2-0 down inside 15 minutes last yeah. night and ended up losing 5-1. They had a lot of chances themselves, but Newcastle absolutely destroyed them. And Newcastle looking pretty good for the top four. And maybe even they're going to finish ahead of Man United, even though Man United went about a quarter of a billion last summer. <laughs> Who could have predicted that, Colm? Who could have predicted that? <laughs> oh, sorry, I did. Uh, was there about a month ago and it didn't look like it was happening, but please proceed with the uh, Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it would happen after they... It hasn't happened yet. ...in no. Casemiro and... Anthony and uh, who else did they sign? Uh, Lissandro Martinez. Mm. Blue is the colour. Uh, Luis Enrique. Uh, Enrique wants the Chelsea job. I mean, you know, I wish I wish we could quote Junior Soprano without having to beep it out. But anyway, blue is the colour. Enrique wants the Chelsea job, and it's a picture of lamps. Lamps gets caretaker role. Tiny picture of lamps. Bad for the ego. Big picture of lamps on the back of the mirror. Frank Job. Sacked, but now he's back. Legend Lampard set for Blues hot seat at Easter. He is he is truly the Jesus Christ in this. He analogy. is risen from the well, dead. How many Jesuses can we find in sports today? Lampard is back at the bridge, and then it's uh, Rashford and Sancho. Sancho, Sancho, mm. not not quite there. No, not last night. Sancho is more like one of the the um, four four. Uh, who are the ones who write the gospels? I thought you were going to say the four the white, wise men, and I was going to. Right. Four, what are the apostles who wrote the gospel? Four gospels. The four, the well, there's, there's Matthew, a name Mark, for them Luke, too. and John. I know the names, but what? There's a thing that there's, oh. a, there's a, a collective noun for gospel writers who were also apostles. My religious knowledge has, has deserted me. We're chiseling off the plaque of uh, forty years of um, heathenism. Sorry, Lampard is back at the bridge. I can't understand this. Look, mm. blues back is the back of the uh, the star, and there's also a he massive is picture. laughing. What? All the way to the bank, he's laughing. Are they are they going to give him some kind of role in the hierarchy? Is it like a club yeah. ambassadorial role? So he's now part of them forever, and he's like he's coming back, and he's what's in this for lamps? Because best case scenario, they win the Champions League, just like Roberto Di Matteo did eleven years ago, and maybe they finish about sixth. Mm. Right? What happens then? Because he will ultimately be replaced by a permanent manager, which increasingly you know could be Luis Enrique, according to reports yesterday lunchtime, which would be an exciting appointment. He's not going to get the job full time again. Surely, it's only well, two years. It's only three managers ago he was the manager. It'd be a social job then, wouldn't it? So, here's, here's but, what, but job, what's you Lampard's well goal? You, you say straight to the bank, right? Look, maybe Lampard is you know financially motivated here. Maybe it's a very, very uh, attractive looking package he's been given here. But he strikes me as a guy who doesn't really need it. Doesn't really strive yeah. it. I mean, so what does he want after? He doesn't this? need the money. Where, where's he going after that? Is it West Ham? Like West Ham fans aren't the biggest fans of Frank Lampard. Ah, they get over that pretty you know? quickly. Does he go there? Uh, so Leicester, just, just tease it out. You've 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 given him a victory in the Champions League. Yeah, this is best case scenario, of course. Okay, but uh, what like, happens then? 
Well, what happens then? He's a Champions League winning manager and it's on his TV and he can do whatever he wants. Well, Roberto Di Matteo got the Chelsea job permanently. Yeah, but Roberto, Roberto Di Matteo was a uh, lesser standing in world football than Frank Lampard, who has much bigger name recognition by virtue of the fact that he played for England 80-odd times. Like, Roberto Di Matteo never really made it beyond that brief stint and was clearly a caretaker manager and was like, they couldn't wait to get him out the door. With Lampard, he's obviously a club legend. So, just just to... I, they're not going to win the Champions League. I don't think they're going it's to win Real the Madrid League. next. I think they're going to get knocked out at that stage. Um, I don't think Frank Lampard's a particularly good manager at the moment. But from his perspective, all of a sudden he's relevant again in world football and this gets him into the, the conversation for the England job. Say, say he was to take a job in the back room at uh, Chelsea in some kind of academy role. He's positioned to get the under-21 gig, which Lee Carsley is apparently going to give up, or is, is talking about giving up, and there's a possibility he might give up after the Euros. And then he gets that job and he's an actual successor. If, if he can just re-establish that he's able to manage at this level in a short period of time, it's a massive shot in the arm for a career that looked like it had completely run its course as a manager. Uh, I don't think the ego would allow him to go behind the scenes I'd be sceptical if he took a, a step mm. down. But the, the you go behind the scenes the way Southgate did and you learn the your trade at the under-21s. John Terry's doing that at the right. You see, the thing with the difference between Lampard and Southgate is Southgate was uh, you know, a fine defender, like really well-respected for Aston Villa and Crystal Palace and Middlesbrough. Did a great job, but no Frank Lampard in terms of his impact on global football. So you're taking this guy who's so used to the status that he has ever since Harry Redknapp defended him in that press conference at West Ham in the 90s mm. and skyrocketed in terms of status and fame. And how, how did his managerial career Yeah, go? but like, what's his echo chamber like? Like, who, who's he surrounded by? People probably telling him he was hard done by. You know, when he was Chelsea manager, he, he probably argued that he assembled the squad that won the Champions League in 2021 under Thomas Tuchel. He probably feels that he had a tough gig. At Everton, he himself said he was battling all sorts of stuff on and off the field. He probably feels like, look back what I did with Derby, got to the playoff final, I did well there. So is he going to go from once again Chelsea manager to going to the coaching staff at Chelsea? No, I'm not talking about it. the coaching staff. I'm talking about like a head of academy or head of under underage. So it's, it's just not public and, facing enough. Well, but with the aim of getting the England, the same role within the England setup. And maybe he just goes to, maybe there is no need because that the times coalesce perfectly. So you take mm. Chelsea over, stabilise the ship, stop maybe get them scoring some goals and then all of a sudden in the summertime the England under 21 job is available and like I think this is a massive shot in the arm with almost no risk I think it's great for Lampard and I'm not sure if it makes too much sense for Chelsea like he knows the club sort of it's a totally different regime like as Thomas Tuchel said he doesn't recognise the club that he left with new owners um, and Bruno Sauter did well unless he really doesn't want the job mm. uh, Lampard like, I don't know what, how much of a positive difference he's going to make at this stage he's probably still very scorned over the Everton situation he only left in January Look, I'm looking at Di Matteo here his managerial record Like he managed two clubs before Chelsea you know, way down the ranks like MK Totten's first West Brom for two years Experience. then he got the Chelsea gig but as soon as he won the Champions League he got the gig permanently and he was gone then in autumn and who did he manage after that Schalke and Aston Villa uh, that, that's what I'm saying so he went from Chelsea Champions League to Schalke to Aston Villa when Villa weren't in a very great stage at all and I'm just trying to envision this time next year who was Frank Lampard managing I don't know what this, it's a very odd career see, path. I've never seen this happen before where a manager is so quickly reappointed after being sacked the exception probably being David Moyes yeah. when he left West Ham and came back again 
If you look at Chelsea's remaining fixtures, this is where it gets difficult for Lampard. They still have to play Manchester United, Brentford, Arsenal, uh, Man City, Newcastle. Their last two games in the league are Man City away and Chelsea and uh, Newcastle at home. So like, it could go badly for Lampard, but it can't be any worse than it was under, under Potter recently. So surely there'll be that new manager bounce and he'll he'll be the, the saviour and all the rest. I don't know. I think it's a good move for Lampard. Yeah, as you say, he wants to be back in the... If you're not talking about him, he's not going to get other jobs. So he's back in the headlines. What's, no, he's not. Yeah, what's the what's the downside? I mean, the downside is that obviously it is a complete shambles and there is interference in team selection. But he obviously is there for such a short period of time that he can probably tell them all to butt out. Um, I do think it has the possibility of restoring him to conversations about any of the vacant positions that are out there, which don't, which doesn't exist at the moment. Nobody's thinking Frank Lampard would be great for any of the available club jobs. I haven't seen anybody link Lampard with Leicester, for example. No. Well, Crystal Palace is another option in the summer when Roy Hodgson's own interim stint will finish unless he decides to stay on or they offer it to him. But he was in contention for the Palace job before he took Everton and he could go there. Run the blaze. Is he a good manager though? Mobile. I, I, I don't think he... I don't think there's been enough um, sample size to show he's had short stints I all think three the sample times. size is... is is ample. I think the bit where Thomas Tuchel comes in and immediately fixes all the problems they had. The defence was shocking when Lampard was there. He was blaming individual errors as opposed to having a system in place to stop the team conceding goals. Tuchel walks in, draws the first couple of games, nil all, and all of a sudden everybody knows what their job is. I think that's an unfair comparison between Tuchel and Lampard. Well, it's still, but I'm sorry, it, it literally... It literally isn't an unfair comparison because they were both the Chelsea managers with exactly the same squad. You're going to say, oh, Tuchel's far more experienced. But the ball game is to be the best manager available. And if you're, if you're any team who is trying to sign a manager, you're, you're looking around and you're going, who is the next Tuchel? How do I find somebody who's going to rise to that level as opposed to Lampard, who just blamed everybody yeah. instead of actually taking responsibility himself? Mm. I, I Look, I'm not the biggest Frank Lampard fan as a manager. Like, I... I'm unconvinced but I'm also not totally convinced that he's a terrible manager yet I haven't seen it like he did I'll give him one thing he did well at Derby he did do well yeah. and it's, that, that's a while ago but it is forgotten and he kept everything up last year when they looked doomed this time last year we were talking about them as going down and he kept them up now people out there are anywhere will say well he got them into the position too or he certainly continued the decline when he took over in Everton but he did ultimately keep them up and at Chelsea, he did all right for a while. He did okay. See, what Lampard's going to do is point out that uh, things didn't get worse. So they're currently 11th on 39 points. But Palace behind them are nine points off. So they're not going to finish any lower than they currently are. Yeah. So he's going to say, well, I kept them 11th or, or I took them up a place. It's, it's not going to get any worse. It's handy for him. It's definitely handy. I'm just wondering, uh, where does he go from, from here England. in the summer? England. I, I, I'm not so Why sure not? about that. Why not? Why, why would Big he, job like what, Are you saying no, are you, sorry, are you saying 20, job. Are you 21s yeah. I don't think it's big enough for him But it's the England job You get the England job after doing that You're the number one contender You're anointed as the natural successor You go to whatever the tournaments are You hang around like a bad smell You know whatever Like there's a, there's a, a England, The English FA have definitely looked to a point from within they, They've realised the folly of their ways Appointing whatever the, the most famous celebrity Slash uh, Vogue's choice was and it looks like they're a relatively well run organisation at the moment maybe that's just a complete facade because Southgate is such a good handler of all of those scenarios and those situations like I don't know what's wrong with that? Well Southgate's going to go probably after the next Euros he's been there quite a while so say if he does go and he had the option of 
Frank Lampard after a year with the 21s are an available Graham Potter for example Eddie Howe <laughs> or Eddie Howe dream you're, you're taking the latter two there aren't you like what does, what's Lampard going to do with 21s that's going to impress the hierarchy of England so much other than availability at the right time well, that's first off, and secondly, is that we've sent you on a lot of training courses, and we've we've analysed your preparation, and we've you've evolved as a manager, and you've been you've got to, you've got to understand the cut and thrust of or the ebb and flow, rather, as opposed to cut and thrust of um, only seeing the squad whenever you see them. And also, you're you're one of our former legends. There's pictures of you all around this place. Mm. Yeah, that's the one. I think that's the one thing going from for England is that you'll be able to gather the players and say, "Look, I was great, and I think you're great, and that might help." the part-time-ish nature of international football versus club football. I don't think there's Possibly. any... any Whatever about the, the small sample size, there's no body of evidence that Graham Potter is the right man for that job at all. No. It, this thing about the club legends sneaking into jobs without that much experience, like I was watching John Terry on with Stephen Hendry on his YouTube channel there recently, and Terry was saying, like, even in at, at Villa, and Craig Shakespeare is such a better coach. He was like, Craig Shakespeare was such a better coach than me. Um, that he was like I'm, I just want to be a manager now I do want to be a coach oh, these lads just skip into jobs like Lampard shouldn't have been at Chelsea when he was the first stint um, they, yeah. they seem to skip the pecking order which is fair enough because of their stature but it's a bit unfair it is unfair but I wouldn't blame Lampard for that it's not his fault no, he's a brilliant player and he did extraordinary things in his career and it's not his fault that uh, club owners make strange decisions so I think fair play to him for taking the opportunity and I, like, he, he, like he, I'd say the temptation to to turn down the Chelsea job was probably in his mind because he probably did feel it's too early for me. He still took it. Like it's still a brave decision to make. Like I look, I understand. Like there's a, I understand why Lampard is not rated as a manager. I get it. Like you look at the the three clubs straight away, and you say, look, he could have done more at each of them. I think I'm looking at the positive side. I think he did okay at least at all three at some point so I don't think he's a complete disaster or write off OK well then in which case he's absolutely the right candidate for the England job and it would be a good spectacle I think we should we could all get behind Frank Lampard I could certainly get behind that as a. I would uh, enjoy I would absolutely enjoy also sorry David Moyes keeps on referring to last season uh, and how well they did they did extraordinarily well last season he gets criticised for this but West Ham finished 7th in the Premier League and I, I completely forgot about this they got to the semi-final of the Europa League yeah I be keeps on referencing last year and mm. he's happy with it. He last he's set to be the next to go. He could be the fourteenth Premier League manager. Should he be sacked? I don't. I don't know. It tends to be ten or eleven o'clock in the morning just after we come off air. So we're morning. we're waiting with yeah. bated breath to find out the exact news. And sorry, JP Wright, voice actor, says, "Can we get some appreciation for Newcastle instead of constantly hearing about Monaghan? Best defense in the league and the whole back five cost less than Van Dyke. Eddie Howe has worked wonders. Eddie Howe, excellent manager." We do tend to focus on the, like the the negative. So like West Ham last night, obviously being the story, but then you forget the Newcastle five one win away from home, which is yeah. fair enough. A routine, taking care of business. You know, it's a pressure game. The, the, all that travel, obviously. See Callum Wilson's Macarena. So difficult for them. He did it twice. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, Shit, he, he does the podcast with Michael Antonio, the footballers' podcast. Oh yeah. And he told him on the podcast that he was going to do that if he scored. And he followed through on his word. My word, did he piss off the West Ham fans? A little tribute to Lee Sharp. Great to see. Class. Um, Newcastle. This first time Newcastle have won four in a row for eleven years. They're flying it, mm. flying it. Also, sorry, uh, we've had to mention Denise Sullivan's going to win her hundredth cap this Saturday against the USA. Mm. What a player! One of Cork's finest. Mount talk, Rushmore contender. Talked about it um, on yesterday's show. She's got there faster than Robbie Keane did, and obviously. Uh, as we said, Robbie was a teenage prodigy. It's a sensational performance, and, and Kathleen was pointing out that um, when she talks to uh, people in America, they're like, "This, this is a superstar." She's like, absolutely world class, and probably, probably because she plays in America instead of England, doesn't quite get the same level of kudos from the Ireland fans as Katie McCabe does. But um, if we're going to do anything in the World Cup, it'll be on the back of 
brilliant performances from Denise O'Sullivan and Katie McCabe. So, yeah. But that's definitely something the Aviva that I've noticed. You see the Centurions kind of going around in the screen around the stadium, which is a really good idea uh, by the FAI or Ireland Football or whatever they're called now. Uh, but yeah, certainly Denise O'Sullivan being added to that list. Well deserved. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.